Good morning. Welcome to Senior Smarts here on K Wayne 106. Action Jack Quabble with you and Senior Smarts brought to you by St. Crispin Living Community in Red Wing with our full continuum of care, including our renowned short-term rehab services. And uh, Debbie Bradley, my host, is along with me. And uh, again, we continue our fascinating series to really help you out with a wide variety of things, Debbie. So take it away because we've been doing this for a number of weeks now. We want to continue it. There's a lot of great information out there. Absolutely. Dr. Eric Trias is here to help with show number 11 of the five pillars. Dr. Eric is reputable and everything he says is backed up by research. Newly retired former former clinic physician manager and also former professor of family practice. He is here free of charge, wanting to help as many people as possible. 39 years as a practicing physician. The five pillars, nutrition, exercise, sleep, stress management, and relationships are the foundation to being healthy. They're cheap, they're effective, but you need to do the work. These shows can be listened to again and again on the K-Wing Senior Smarts podcast. With that, Dr. Eric, welcome back again. Well, thank you. I'm excited to talk about uh, our third in a series of talking about sleep, and I hope I can kind of wrap it up here for you. And I know last time it might have gotten a little bit confusing with things because we're talking about something that's somewhat foreign to most people's thoughts, and that is this thing uh, with the circadian rhythm and how it relates to light in the day and darkness at night. Right. You talked about blue light and red light. Yep. I hope you get more in-depth with those at some point for the average layperson like me. Sure. Uh, I'll do it right now. The it, it's The fact is... We as a mammal and, and all of uh, mammals, just about all the mammals, have this same type of circadian rhythm, which is subject to the day's light and at night the lack thereof. Uh, and it really has to do with the, the blue light that gets emitted through our skies. we got blue skies. So that is a stimulus for our system to start producing cortisol, which is very important to get us awakened and ready for the day. Uh, so as that goes on, your cortisone gets produced through the day. Towards the end of the day, the spectrum of light changes from blue to that of more of a red. And that's when cortisol starts to go down and then melatonin starts to go up. And I'll kind of give you a, kind of what the typical day for the average American is in regards to this, this rhythm. So we, most, we wake up in the morning to an alarm usually. Well, that's very stimulating, and it kind of jars us out of sleep. So adrenaline gets kicked up, and cortisol gets ramped up as well, kind of unnaturally so. And so what happens is that we then get up, we turn the lights on, which again emit blue light. And a lot of times in the northern country, we have we get up before the sun rises, so we get mm-hmm. inordinate amount of blue early rather than waiting for the sun to come up and give us that blue light spectrum. So what happens is that you, you're under your light, you get yourself ready for the day, you get in your car, you go to work, and there you are, a persistent level of blue light all day long into the dark hours again because you you come home many people ride in larger towns ride the public transport well they're looking at their phone which also emits blue light okay and so you get home you you cook your food you get done you watch tv sometimes late into the night always getting this blue light emitted not really getting the red so you get prolonged exposure to stress hormone cortisol and instead of naturally having it start to ramp down and then ramp up your melatonin release. Is blue light at all like um, 
what it's doing to our body with the cortisol, is that at all, does it parallel with like the fight or flight? Like, so like the adrenaline and getting us all hyped up or not? Um, indirectly. So uh, fight or flight is what we call a sympathetic nervous system. But yes, when your alarm goes off, you can bet you're in the fight or flight mode. Your adrenaline kicks off and that. And again, it's, it, we need hormones in the right place and the right rhythm mm-hmm. in order to truly correct and manage our metabolism and, and how we go through our day. Um, but then what happens is that so we we got this blue light exposure at night, we're looking at gaming or we're looking at our, our devices, and then we try to go to sleep. Well, we're so physically tired, we do fall asleep. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing to note is that we, for every hour past the hour of seven o'clock at night, for every hour of blue light we get, we have half an hour suppression of melatonin release. Oh. So when we go to bed at 11 o'clock, we think we get eight hours of sleep, but we really only get six hours of restful sleep because melatonin isn't produced for another two hours into our sleep. Wow. It's amazing how our body is designed to help us. Absolutely. And it's almost like we're fighting it all along with... You know, being in you know 2020, and we have to keep up with everything and the phones and the messages and it's all unnatural. That. It really is unnatural. And so, why is it unnatural? Is so that so let's, let's talk about horm- uh, these hormones for a little bit. Melatonin. Melatonin is so important for not only helping us sleep, but also it affects the white blood cells, something called T cells of our immunity. So it's so important for cancer prevention and cancer recognition. Uh, and, th- and the third thing that it's important for is inflammation. It reduces inflammation. And, and that's this, the science then behind why melatonin disruption causes heart disease, strokes, contributes towards Alzheimer's and cancer. The second thing we mentioned, you, you kind of mentioned it, Debbie, is, is cortisol. Cortisol is necessary. It's a stress hormone. We need it in the morning, but we don't need it all day. And what happens is that it actually inhibits fat burning through the night. So here we are. We, we're fasting, supposedly, through the night, yet we're not burning fat because our melatonin isn't released and our cortisol is still circulating, uh, which is another thing. Eating in the evening is no good because what happens is you interrupt the fasting, which we should have every day. Uh, You interrupt that fasting with food, which releases more insulin that goes into the night. And insulin inhibits not only melatonin production, but it desensitizes our cells, as we've talked in the past, desensitizes our cells to glucose. We need insulin to be able to take the carbohydrates that are eat the glucose and put it into storage. That's what it does. But it doesn't happen like that because our cells get desensitized. So it means we have to produce more insulin, meaning we push our pancreas, push our pancreas to kick up more insulin all the time, and that burns it out, and we get diabetes. So that's why diabetes is associated with poor sleep. As you have been talking over these 11 sessions... To me, my brain keeps going back to the pioneers. So it's almost like we should live a pioneer lifestyle, if at all possible. Now, I know that Americans, especially, we push things to the limit. Absolutely. So even when you're talking about, well, it doesn't produce as much melatonin, my brain automatically goes to, so there's the supplement of melatonin. Should people force it by taking the melatonin? Because if they're not producing it already, should they, if they can't get to bed early enough, if they can't stop the blue light early enough, should they force it and take a certain 
supplement of melatonin? Absolutely. You know, as we talked last time, we talked about the different things to help our circadian rhythm, and one of those was supplementation. Uh, we talked about the natural ways of doing that with vitamin C, vitamin D, omega-3, calcium, mag- magnesium is wonderful for this. Take, a, take an Epsom salt bath before bedtime. It's wonderful not only for the magnesium that helps control anxiety and muscles cramps and, and helps you soothe your body, but also magnesium is uh, very important with with overall mood and, and depression. So, and, and 90% of us is, is deficient in, in magnesium. But you talked about melatonin. Melatonin is a good thing to use. Um, however, don't depend on it. Do everything you can to establish a normal circadian rhythm so you don't need anything. And those other things, fine to use, but a very temporary basis and only occasionally. Melatonin is good, but you once you get your circadian rhythm in check, there are people that just don't shift into the better stages of sleep very well. And that's fine to take low doses, half to a milligram of, of melatonin. Sometimes we bump it up to nine in, in prescription forms. So yes, melatonin is a good thing to do if you just need that. But uh, but that kind of branches into the question of insomnia. People, people, 10% of our population has insomnia, chronic insomnia, cannot sleep every night, needs something to do. Mm-hmm. And hopefully following the circadian rhythm is a good way to do that. But there are some, some other things you can do. What are those things? Well, um, so 10% have chronic, but actually at any one given night, 30% of the population isn't sleeping well. So what are some of the tricks to do? Well, one of them is counting backwards from 300 by threes. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a little bit of math here. Now, there's a risk to this because you're kind of engaging your brain to think of things. But if you, it's so monotonous and you try to do it, you keep going back and three. Eventually, you're going to kind of drift off. Mm-hmm. Another one we mentioned is the hot shower, or or better yet, hot bath with magnesium. Think about think about hot is if you take a warm bath and then go to bed, that drop in your body temperature actually is a stimulus for melatonin to be released. So it's oh. a good thing. So taking hot baths. Another one is noise machine. People have TVs on at night, thinking that oh, I'll drift off sleep. It's emitting blue light. You shouldn't do that. Get a noise machine. I understand having noise, but get get a noise machine for that. Like the white noise. Like the white noise machine, yeah. absolutely. And the other thing, if you do wake up at night, don't chronicle the day like we talked about last episode. Okay, okay. Think just, I'm going to sleep, I'm going to sleep. And do not look at the clock because that is engaging and kind of wakes you up a little bit. And also, don't have a clock with blue lettering. Blue lettering inhibits melatonin release. Okay. Well, a great show again about sleep. It was wonderful. And we look forward to hearing more from you on the next show, Dr. Eric. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. So with that, St. Crispin Living Community is changing, aging, and Red Wing. All right, Dr. Eric and Debbie, great show. So uh, again, avoid those blue light specials, if you will. All right. So that's it for Senior Smarts today on Classic Hits, K-Wing 106, brought to you by St. Crispin Living Community in Red Wing with our full continuum of care, including our renowned short-term rehab services. Shows our podcast will just go to kwng.com. That does it for this week's edition of Senior Smarts on K-Wing 106.